You're listening to the Contemplative Light Podcast with your host, Clint Sabold. Hey, this is Clint Sabold and welcome to the Contemplative Light Podcast. Uh, This episode is about the Jesus Prayer. The Contemplative Light podcast explores the process of inner transformation through the lens of contemplative traditions, both ancient and modern. Contemplative Light is a community of inner spiritual writers and teachers with contemplative perspectives committed to helping others experience lasting inner transformation through disciplined mystical practices. Contemplative Light, mystical practice, inner transformation, And can you tell I just read that? Maybe I'll have it memorized soon and I'll just be able to read it or to say it without sounding like I'm reading it off something. So, uh, again, I'm going to be walking people through and all listeners, thanks for joining us through the ancient practice of the Jesus Prayer, which is just a great way to uh, strengthen your contemplative practice and your faith And in a sense, it's one of those things that uh, can be your only practice day in and day out and achieve marvelous results and deepening experience of God's presence. This podcast is brought to you by the power of the Jesus Prayer, which is a very condensed but thorough version of walking you through the Jesus Prayer. More, I'm going to do some on this podcast, but this is a little bit more extensive. I'll just call it a mini course. It's very cheap, and I'm putting a link below that if you want that 73-minute uh, digital uh, DVD presentation that goes into further depth than I will on this podcast. So without further ado, let's get to the subject. So the Jesus Prayer is a very powerful practice, and I think the ultimate thing you're going for is obviously a type of unitive relationship with Jesus Christ, because this is a prayer of relationship. But you're also just trying to get this prayer firmly and deeply rooted in yourself so that the prayer basically becomes you and I found this practice is just tremendously powerful if you stick to it day in and day out if you can connect with it right off the bat I think that's a good sign that this is probably a good prayer for you to try in a good contemplative practice I don't think it's necessarily right for everybody It probably depends on how the words hit you. And the words are, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And some people shorten it to simply, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Now, one of the things I found in coaching and in doing online classes is that some people get tripped up with the word sinner because it sounds negative. Uh, and, and also, depending on what church or churches you did or did not grow up in, sometimes the whole idea of sin can 
be kind of lodged in you as a kind of punishment or shame or you've done bad. So some people, uh, those, those early childhood woundings uh, from, from a kind of harsh theology of Sunday school can kind of get some people stuck. Uh, personally, I don't feel stuck with the word sinner. I think that at this point in my life, I'm able to see sin as uh, missing the mark, really. You know, you go back to the Greek meaning of it. It's an archery term, meaning missing the mark. So you're just kind of off or imperfect. So if you can get to a place where you can understand sin as the idea of just limitations and imperfections, a fallen, broken world, if you will, uh, an imperfect world that is, uh, you know, basically not the pure kingdom of heaven of God, and you're okay with just seeing sin as imperfection, I think, I think that's good, because, you know, we all have imperfections, and in this prayer, we're really looking to Jesus to heal our imperfections, as if it's kind of a, uh, goes in, in some of these words here, uh, in Greek, go back to oil, or a healing oil, an anointing. So, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And there's obviously an exchange there when you're praying to Jesus and perhaps uh, even imagining or experiencing uh, a sense of love or grace or mercy, a, a sense of compassion, a kind of healing energy come come through you as you're praying Lord Jesus Christ Son of God have mercy on me a sinner and obviously I'm a sinner in the sense that I'm imperfect and I'm always trying to work through things and work through issues and heal old wounds and uh, basically become restored uh, to be uh, in the image of God as a uh, the, the divinely perfect, uh, if you will, uh, being that maybe I, I am or I was before the fall or beyond the fall, and, and we're looking for restoration and redemption. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So really, you know, just saying that prayer over and over is the point and that's what's great about it like that's it it's just that prayer to say over and over and over and over but it can have tremendous effects now some people will use a system of breathing with this prayer and on the in breath they might say lord jesus christ on the out breath have mercy on me and start uh, getting in sync that way with with the breath Personally, I I I uh, I think that if you pay too much attention to the breath, uh, you know it can confuse you. I think what I found is as you say the prayer, it's almost like the prayer or Jesus will kind of teach you how to breathe with the prayer, so you don't have to be focused on your breathing, uh, just basically focused on God. Because again, I think this is a prayer of relationship, and what I one of the things I like about that about it is it's dynamic you know it's not static it's not like you're just sitting in the now uh, being present with what is and it's also not necessarily goal oriented 
in the sense of an affirmation where you're trying to reprogram your mind or your thoughts to think a certain way or to achieve a certain end, it's, it's a prayer of relationship, and it's neither perfectly still nor perfectly uh, moving towards a goal. It's, it's a dynamic between you and God that I think ultimately unfolds differently for each individual person that does it. And so to make it simple, uh, I usually break it down into four steps, and this is, this is very common if you read uh, any of the writings on the Jesus Prayer in the Orthodox Church or the Catholic Church or the Anglican Church uh, to, to, to break this down into basically four parts. And the first one is just saying the prayer out loud. So, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I think if you can say it out loud uh, a lot uh, or take a time during the day, maybe even 20 minutes before bed, or 20 minutes when you wake up and you've got some space to yourself to just start saying it out loud. I think that's basically where it starts. Or even say it in the car for those of you that drive and uh, get stuck in traffic uh, on commutes a lot. Real good opportunity to just say the Jesus prayer out loud repeatedly. And again, I think the more you say it, the more it gets into you. And the more Jesus gets into you. And the more you kind of develop your own relationship and now now a lot of the the orthodox monks will almost give these kinds of warnings of taking an attitude of extreme humility with the Jesus prayer and it it, it, it is that powerful I mean I think the fact that there's a bit of a, a warning or, or a humility required basically is saying how powerful it is because if you go into it careless or not really knowing what you mean, who knows what will happen. Uh, so obviously I think in order to fully embrace this prayer, in a sense you've got to kind of feel okay uh, with your own conception of Jesus Christ, with your own relationship with Jesus. And I know that during different phases of the uh, spiritual path and spiritual formation, uh, Jesus can seem different, you know. Jesus has infinite aspects, and sometimes these aspects get associated with the organization through which you you grew up finding Jesus, and that may not be a positive connotation. So, you know, I, I again, I wouldn't necessarily pray this prayer unless you know you're you're kind of feeling clean with Jesus. On the other hand, this is kind of a way to. Um, rediscover Jesus in a sense because I mean it's really just you and him and so perhaps this is a way to make peace with Jesus as well if that's what you want after having had mixed feelings and I, I'm just saying that uh, not to be negative but just because I know from any clients I have in coaching or the people that take the online classes that there, you know there's a lot of people that get into contemplative Christianity that have had some wounds from some aspect of religion, and I don't think that's uncommon or unhealthy in any way. I think that's certainly part of the process because, you know, we we are discovering our spiritual lives in the world of, of men, you know, in the world of human beings that are often infallible. So uh, some, some places work better than others, and 
it's it's only natural that there's going to be wounds and challenges along the way as we try to reconcile and resolve our feelings uh, about about Jesus and about Christianity. So the second part is silent in the mind prayer. You know, you, you almost could have guessed that. The uh, first part is, you, you know, just say it out loud a lot. And, and when I, I first started, I started a journey doing this probably back in January or February, and, and it was real central to me for about three or four months. And that's why I feel real comfortable just recommending it for anybody because it, it there's there's really something here that's you, you can't really put into words. You just have to do it. It takes on a different shape with anybody. But I started out just saying it out loud a lot, just saying it out loud all the time, you know, when I'm driving, whenever. And then after I'd said it out loud a good bit, I started saying it more silently in my mind, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you can kind of start to feel your spirit saying it. You can start to feel your body inside your body, if you will. And at first you may be saying it, silently to yourself you may feel it up in the mind and almost as if like you're saying it in that space right behind your eyes you know whether your eyes are opened or closed when you're saying it you may feel like it's right up there in your head and I think one of the natural progressions is you start saying it silently more and more and more it, it starts getting more connected with the heart. You start feeling that kind of gratitude, that light, that warmth open in the heart. And, and then it's almost as if you're speaking literally from the heart, from the chest area. I mean, it's not necessarily a metaphor. I mean, you're really kind of uh, praying the prayer from, from the inside and, and from down right there in the chest. And that's what they talk about, the mind dropping to the heart. And then that's the third that's the third phase right there. And it's kind of silent in the heart, the prayer of the heart, and it's just coming right right from there all the time. And I've had people ask me, Well, you know, how do you drop the, the mind into the heart? But I think it just happens naturally. This I don't think this is a prayer that you force or you know, you do weird energetic contortions on on the inside as you're saying it I, I think you just kind of let it happen let Jesus do the work I mean I think that so this is our mid-roll commercial break where we would ideally have some corporate sponsor paying us tons of money and actually it's funny i should joke about that because we do have a sponsor and it's a product that i think is real interesting it's called thought elevators and it's not necessarily religious in any particular tradition it's probably more along the lines of positive psychology power of positive thinking but it's based on the latest neuroscience and a very interesting program. I'm very intrigued. I haven't done it myself, but if any of you get it, let me know how it is because I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. So I'm putting a link to Thought Elevators under this podcast. So with substitution, you basically, the idea is that your brain is always thinking something or your inner monologue is always going in some direction. So the easiest way to 
shut it off is to just substitute the same phrase over and over and over. And I found that this does work very, very well with the Jesus prayer. I mean, it very much does calm your mind because all your thoughts just basically get concentrated in this prayer. And the, now the idea of this prayer is uh, biblically based because it, it basically goes back to uh, the notion that the presence of God resi- resides in his holy name. So the presence is in the name, Lord Jesus Christ. And there is certainly something about that name uh, and just using the name the name of God that is all throughout religious literature, all across the board, other traditions as well, using the holy name. So prayer, uh, those who pray this prayer are encouraged to basically say it in your native language. It's not like a mantra or, you know, using the Sanskrit syllables in Hinduism where the different vowel sounds and consonants going together have this kind of syllabic uh, intonal dimension where that's basically where the energy comes from. No, it's not it's not about the syllables. It's about the meaning, uh, not about the actual pronunciation of, you know, the sounds. So it's the meaning, and the meaning is that it is the holy name of God, and that's where the presence is. And reciting that name over and over and over takes you right to the presence. And I've certainly found that to be completely true, 100%. And, again, this is basically getting closer and closer and closer to Lord Jesus Christ. And, in my experience anyway, it's been a sense of very much surrender and submission and letting go and letting him take over and just kind of guide us. And the more and more you say this prayer, the more it becomes automatic. And that brings us to the fourth stage where it's just kind of a contemplation and we're no longer even necessarily consciously reciting the words or saying the words silently in our heart, but we've just kind of slipped into our own kind of individual gaze at the divine, our own connection with God, our own point of just union with the pure presence. And that's the highest stage uh, contemplation. But uh, I generally don't don't really worry about 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 getting that far. Uh, I just kind of start with the basics on this prayer. Uh, you know, say it out loud for a while until you get really comfortable with it, and you kind of can feel it in all aspects of your body, and then saying it silently. And there's a good book on this called The Way of the Pilgrim, about a pilgrim that is wandering around Russia. I think it's the late uh, 1800s. Um, And really good book. He goes through all sorts of trials. But he just kind of keeps saying this prayer over and over, and the prayer kind of sustains him. There's also the idea that this prayer... And Jesus can basically sustain you to the point that it becomes your food, your air, your water, your bread and water. You can you can live off, uh, man can't live on bread alone, but maybe man can live on this prayer alone. There's certainly stories, I'm not encouraging you to go on some 
uh, you know, two-month fast, but there's certainly stories of people just praying this prayer and, and fasting for long periods of time, uh, hermits and stuff. So I hope some of this was inspiring and, and potentially helpful. And again, if you're interested in more, you can see my longer 73-minute video presentation below. And uh, and then, you know, if you want, check out Contemplative Light at contemplativelight.com. Check out my YouTube channel, Clint Sabom, and just type Clint Sabom into YouTube. I've got a lot of videos, and they're not... The videos on YouTube aren't necessarily, uh, they're interdisciplinary. So I'm basically covering lots of ground all over the place in the realm of mysticism and meditation and spirituality. So it might be interesting to some. And many blessings to all of you. Peace. So I hope you got something out of that. And thanks for listening. And again, remember, uh, we have got links below this podcast to the power of the Jesus Prayer 73-minute video presentation and also the program of Thought Elevators, which is interesting. And that's also on our website, contemplativelight.com, contemplativelight.com. We have a free giveaway, too, for those of you not on our list. Uh, If you sign up to our list, you get the little book of contemplative practices written by my partner, Mark Thomas Shaw, which is really interesting. Anyways, many blessings to all of you out there, and uh, we will see you next week.